Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the story of Job and frankly how that led me away from my Christian faith. It's a very interesting story, but I'm here with my brother and um, his name is Alex. Before we go into all my questions and concerns and kind of our discussion about the story of Job, I'm going to take a couple seconds here to recap or summarize the story of Job for those who are not familiar or don't really recall it quite well. So, yeah. Story of Job goes like this. One day, God's angels present themselves in front of God and Satan also does the same. So God looks at Satan and is like, yo man, what's good? Where you been? Satan responds, I've been roaming the earth back and forth. To which God responds, have you considered my son Job, who God believes to be a a blameless, upright man of God, who believes in God, has a lot of faith and shuns evil, right? And Satan makes a very interesting point he says well of course why do you think job would fear you look at how you've blessed his life of course he's gonna believe in you of course he's gonna have faith and god was like oh okay it's on then you can have at him as you wish by the way this is not exactly how the the bible talks this is not how you know it's read in the bible this is ruth's spinoff right but the entire gist of it is like god says okay you know what have at it with job the only thing is satan you cannot lay a finger on job you can touch every other thing his family his livelihood whatever you want just not a finger on my son job and now job or satan rather satan goes on his merry way and this starts the beginning of a a tremendous heartbreaking trial that job has to go through and i wouldn't wish on my worst enemy but job essentially loses his like a lot his livestock his family a lot around him and he's in so much despair his friends His wife, even at one point, they were all like, oh man, like this God is just cruel, wicked, denounce him, whatever. But Job hung onto his faith. He almost lost it at one point. Yeah, but he held on. What a trooper. Essentially, at the end, he since he held on, God blesses him double what he had before so what he had before his livestock his sons his daughters they you know god doubled that he restored it and he doubled it and yeah joe essentially passed the test and so back to my podcast with my brother see you guys in a bit so For me, I've always seen that story as an inspiring story. I'm like, wow, like God will never put you through anything that he didn't believe that you could, you know, come out of, right? He's always got you. So if if you're going through a tough time, like let's say you failed an exam, you didn't get into a uni, um, one of your family members passed away, 
something really bad happened to you, you can rest in this assurance that God will never put you through anything, that he does not believe that you're capable of coming out stronger. Um, and so you, 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 just got, you just have to believe in him, right? Not lose faith. Like Job didn't lose faith and he came out more, like more successful with more stuff and everything like that. So I've always seen it like that. How have you always seen it, Alex? Honestly, I haven't. Um, I honestly avoided talking about that story because um, it kind of scared me to to think I could be, you know, one of Job's family members. Because you know, I at a young age I didn't believe I was as perfect as Job. So in my mind, it was as it was as if when you're told all these like extreme stories as a as a kid, and at the end. They always talk um, about how if you lose a job, um, if you don't get into university, but and so on, they kind of minimize the tragedy that um, that someone could actually go through, and um, they call it a challenge. Ch- people seem to believe the only challenges people can face is losing a job, you know, your relationship isn't going the best, but like you could be in a situation where you lose a loved one, or you get kidnapped. Like there's more real life, there's more life-threatening situations than just, um, or life-threatening, you know, challenges than just, you know, losing a job or failing a test. So it, it really scares me when I could, God could give me a challenge that could be losing my father or something like that. So the possibility of that really scares me. So I try not to dig too much into the story to avoid the reality um, of the challenges I could face. I find that very interesting because it was so easy for me to see myself as Job. Like, I had no problem with it. And it wasn't until talking with you that you brought up this whole everybody sees themselves as a protagonist. And I was like, oh, wait one second, actually. You know, if I maybe took a pause and imagined myself as, and, um, as Job's wife, if I humanize her, I'm probably just as capable if I see that, you know, a belief system isn't working for me and my family to be like, well, screw this belief system. We talked about if, for example, dad was Job and so dad was the one being tested. Do we as dad's children deserve to just die because of a bet that satan and god seemingly are having with themselves it just felt like when i put myself in the other characters of the story then my belief in god significantly reduced and i started to see the story in a different light so it's kind of it's interesting to me that from a younger age you were able to you, you felt fear in a story that I took to be inspiring. But yeah, you're right. Like the magnitude of the challenge, so to speak, is 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 quite big. Yeah, like death, like a loved one dying. That's huge. So it was through you that I started to look at the story differently. So like, how did you, like, I guess, come to the realization that a lot of people tend to look at themselves as a protagonist. When you come to the realization that, like, when you come to the realization that not everyone is um is righteous, that's when you start to believe. You start to think, start to know that 
not everyone can be Job, so... But some people would just say, like, why don't you just strive to be Job? It's okay Wh to... Why not? Why not? Why don't you strive to be a righteous man? Why don't you strive to believe? It's easy to believe in God. Job was just a strong believer in God. You can also be a strong believer in God, right? You may not be perfect at it, but if you keep trying, you're going to get there faster than you think or easier than you think to have the level of faith that Job had in God. Yeah. Um, that is a fair a fair thing to say, but what I would ask um anyone is the at the moment the moment like at the moment mm -hmm. if God um put that challenge on you, would you give in to the pressure or not? Or I would I, I would say most people right now wouldn't even be worthy of even being placed on a bet like that too. I think I believe most people would be the sad character or the or Joe's family. It would be like the, the aftermath of, you know, a, a challenge or something. Okay, but someone could say that why worry about other people? Worry about yourself, right? It's just like in the Bible, there's a part where I think, was it Peter or John? Maybe Peter was asking, what about John and God? And, and, and Jesus was like, um, focus on you, not my walk with john or something to that effect so one could say why don't you focus on yourself maybe a lot of people will fail and again heaven is not a place where everybody's going to make it to right why don't you believe in yourself that you are going to you 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 will stand the the test of that kind of challenge it's not only being able to pass the challenge is is it's no it's knowing who it's going to affect because if God is going to test me, I don't want it to, I don't want a situation where it's like, I lose my best friend. I'm like, why is my best, why does my best friend have to just be a mere, like, sacrifice for a challenge? Because maybe you could think about it in this way that God's, you know, God is sovereign, right? So his plans for the world, for our life is sovereign. And it may not make sense to you. It may not make sense to you and I with our understanding, limited understanding. But you can trust in the fact that it makes sense to God. And that should be enough for you to accept it. Yes, your best friend or someone close to you passes away, but well in the grand scheme of things you can maybe be rest assured that as long as it's within god's plan and god's there then it'll be okay the problem with that is i think the the humane thing about everyone is that um you you, you can you tend to feel compassion for people in bad situations that's one thing so not even considering your own family members. I think no human is like is an, is an exception in like God's eyes. I think we're all capable of the same things in in God's eyes. So, if God could do that to my best friend, could He do that to me? Mm. That's the question people should ask. I see what you're saying. So, if God could, if if your best friend is easily dispensable in god's eyes yeah because if he's testing you then he maybe he's willing to dispense some of the people around mm. you then you're saying that 
you don't you you feel like you're also easily dispensable with god like what's stopping god from from testing your best friend and you passing away as a result of that test um yeah that that's what i was trying to arrive at so being foreign christianity or you know just reading that story sheds light on how like on how trivial our lives all are in a way it really got me thinking about how how we're all just speck like we're, we're just ants to we're basically meaningless in the grand scheme of things in god's plan it could be anyone it could be you we're all just not that important in a way mm. i kind of sense that i and i could continue to play devil's advocate but for a moment here i'm gonna also share that i i recognize what you're feeling and i think to a certain extent i felt the same way of feeling easily dispensable because who is job in our lives i'm like is that job is mom job are you job am i job you know who's job because maybe not everybody is going to be job and i didn't feel like the other characters were given a fair shot to even save their lives they could have believed in god or they could have not believed in god it wouldn't have made a difference job was the chosen person and their lives were just simply meaningless you know so it didn't really sit well with me and it made me feel like if god loves us so much if he loves each and if because there there used to be a, a point in time where i think it was super common for a lot of christians to try to I don't want to say convert, but like to, to, to preach to other non-believers about God by talking about how God loves you, right? It's like, God loves you. Did you know that God loves you, right? That used to be a certain way of introducing non-believers to God. And in having this conversation about Job, it's made me think that, well, if God loves us and really cares about us, how come we're seeing characters that are just so easily dispensable. Has he already chosen the people who are the, who get to play the leading role in his creation of the world? Mm -hmm. And the rest of us are just, hey, some of, don't even try because you're not part of the leading role um, crew. And how do I know that I am and 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 if a god if there are already people who are preselected or there's only a select few that are job or they're you know going to be the protagonist how do i know that i'm one of them and a part of me is like do i even care in a way because like you said like you you start to feel compassion for other people cuz i'm like would i want to be in a world whereby I've already been pre-selected and those around me don't even have a shot to get into heaven or anything like that. Um, I don't know if I want to be part of that sort of group. Like, I'm not, I'm not happy. Like, oh, I'm special. I'm the special snowflake. I'm like, well, this sounds rather unfair. So count me out too, is how my reaction to 
that is. I don't know if you share the same problem points as I do, but one of it had to do with uh, Job chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. It says, uh, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came among them. And the Lord said to said unto Satan, One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, From roaming through, throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. I had a problem with that because I'm like, why did God like basically volunteer Job? Did you also find that a little bit odd? Or how did you how do you feel about that? What I found odd about the situation was 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 not only the casualness of the devil being able to wager a god, it was the I found the whole Job situation unnecessary because if he was a faithful servant, why would you still need to prove that to the devil? And with God being, you know, omnipresent, omnipotent, you know, all-knowing, all, all knowledge. Like you can't surprise him and uh, stuff. If we're going by that, you know, if you're going by God's nature of being all that, God knows whether Job is going to pass or not. So why do you have to prove that to the devil? I just think there's nothing to prove to the devil. I mean, you did banish him already. <laughs> there's really no need for to prove that, you know, one of your servants is good enough to to pass this challenge. And another thing is in a way I just feel like as if the I feel as if the devil kind of benefited from the whole thing, you know, because he gained more he gained followers, more followers from, <laughs> Job, from, you know, his wife. Maybe even some of his children were cursing, cursing uh, at God. So I think in a messed up way, the devil still kind of won in a way in that situation. But, but he did not win Job's heart. But in a way, though, I think it's more of quantity than quality, you know, because... If I was the devil, I'd rather win five people than Job. Oh, okay. So you're trying to get as many people. Because I mean, the devil is the worst things, right? He's petty. He's like, the, yeah. I would rather win five people than one person. So it's still a W. It's still yeah, it's still a W for the devil. So yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I think you make a good point about the fact that if God, if God knew that Job was already a wonderful and faithful servant then what's the point of even testing him to this capacity you already know right some people might be like well maybe it's also for job to realize how great god is or his capacity to love god even when the good things are not there what would you say to that i think if we're to go along the basis of the whole religion for job to even receive blessings from god he had had to have um been a good servant so you had to he had to have a certain level of faith to even get good things from God. So yeah, so if we're good, if we're gonna go along the whole Bible, 
God has shown multiple times that you have to have faith before you enjoy certain blessings. Like when? You can see it with um, Moses. I mean, for him to escape, you know, getting chased by his captors, he had to. He had to part the Red Sea. Moses could could have easily be been like, that. Yeah, this is suicide. Like, why would I try and cross an ocean? But you know, he had faith in God. Hit a stick and parted the the ocean. And even before that, Moses was a was a stutterer, so that was part of his concern in approaching the Pharaoh. And you know, he had enough faith to still do it. And God gave him the ability to speak clearly and articulate himself before the Pharaoh. So there's been, and okay, my last example too, is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, when God was like, um, don't look back or return to the pillar of salt. The people who put their faith in God survived. The Job's Lot's wife who didn't, she did not survive. So I think, no, I think I know that was when you don't put your faith in God, things don't go well. Job being able to receive the blessings he had already, I don't believe there's anything to prove after that. Okay. I think he got his blessings for a reason. And so God didn't have to make a bet with Satan to prove anything is your Yeah. Is your takeaway. I can see that. I see that too. And I think another thing for me is at the end I think I'm just gonna flip my Bible over to the end. I'm going to read it out loud. I think this is Job 42 verse 12. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had four. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 and donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named uh Jemima, the second uh Kizia, and the third Karen Hapuch. Nowhere in all the land were the nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. That verse I think that verse made me mad. <laughs> To a certain extent, because I'm like, okay, God blessed Job, like, maybe more than his former life. But it's like, children are not replaceable like that. If you and I passed away, I like to think that dad will forever think, will ever be sad that he lost us. It's not just if he, if he got, you know, another son and then a more beautiful daughter which I'm like so insulted by because, you know, you don't get more beautiful than me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, and then he gets like a more beautiful daughter. What, is he supposed to forget about me and you and just like be happy? Not to say that the Bible says that Job was, but that's not consolation in the least bit. I don't feel like it would be like if I had a child too as well like two children two daughters and I go through a trial with God only to get more beautiful daughters 
that just to me it's like what i want my original daughters back please like that's not they're not i don't want a replacement so that that sounded off to me that was something that also bothered me um but yeah i guess that kind of rounds up our discussion did you have anything else to add about the story of dear job the more you dig deeper into extreme stories like this the more you start to believe how meaningless your life is that's all i can say well that's very sad i was gonna ask you i I, I was gonna ask you if there's anything positive you 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 take away from the story of job actually no there's nothing positive (laughs) about that story to, to, to be very fair nothing not even like a little bit i just think if i lost like my daughters and i got i had like three daughters i had three daughters i lost all of them and i got six daughters back i don't think that would i don't think that's a win mm. still still a sad yeah. Loss, yeah. loss for you hey and i think for most people it is which is why it it's something that's that really it shifted the ground in which i was it it really rocked my belief system and my my belief particularly in a good god i used to think of god as like super good and all of that and i'm open to listening to what people have to say about the story but that's just kind of my understanding of the story it's how i feel about it right now but comment down below if you feel differently or if you had a similar epiphany so to speak and or if there if there are any interpretations that you feel that um were incomplete or needed more context or whatever i'm open to hear we're open to hear your perspective your views on that so please like comment subscribe and until next time guys i probably should say you should probably say bye too right